Good evening and welcome to episode 341 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandongwa Kumalo. It's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday edition. Wow, this week is flying by of the Private Property Podcast. If you join us for the first time, welcome to the family. We absolutely love making the property so bigger you are tuned in to the leading property podcast in south africa helping you on your property needs and of course you can look forward to a lot of engaging informative content uh, not just here on the show but of course across private properties social media pages and i'll be telling you a little bit more about some of the other great shows that you can look forward to every single weekdays uh, at 8 p.m and to all our regular viewers on facebook and instagram uh, as well as on uh, YouTube, of course, welcome to it. You know how we do it every single weekday. You and I have an appointment where I'm always in conversation with a property expert who helps us to make better property decisions. And I think if anything, welcome the new members who are watching us for the first time. And do keep the love coming, especially on our Facebook page. I love seeing those green hearts. And of course, many of you getting the conversation going and keeping it uh, on our Facebook page. And talking about our Facebook page, as you may know, of course, we're running an incredible competition on Facebook where we've set out a bolder goal of looking for 20,000 comments on the pinned post on our Facebook page page so do make sure that you go on and you know comment and you stand a chance of walking away with 500 rands cash every single evening and all you have to do to stand a chance of walking away with 
the cash prize is to make sure that you watch us live. So if we call your name, you can claim the prize. Now, something happened yesterday, and and I have to say it because this is one of those uh, great things about uh, you know random draws. The winner that we had announced yesterday was Megan Matthews, and of course uh, they didn't claim that prize. I think the prize money yesterday was sitting at two thousand rands. And it just so happens that Megan actually works at private property. And so, of course, is not eligible to walk away with the cash prize. And I think, if anything, it tells you that even, uh, you know, private property employees, the family uh, wants to participate and certainly engages with the content on social media, right? Because we're not just sharing it uh, with you at home, but we ourselves also love the content and engage with it. So the random picker picked her name. And of course, the team saw that, no, this is, this is, this is not somebody who unfortunately is eligible to win. So this evening, the prize money is, of course, still in the money bag. I think the money bag is sitting at 2,500 rands. I'll see what my colleague Biola puts up on our screens shortly. So that's how we do it here on Private Property. Even our own love engaging us on our social media platforms. So do make sure that you follow us across the board from your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube, or in TikTok, and on LinkedIn. You can follow myself at Zamantunga underscore K on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well. Now, talking about the you know, great shows that you can tune into every single weekday at 8 p.m. As it is a Wednesday, you can catch Esti Klaassen, who will bring you the first time home buyers show, where she's always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first time home buying journey, but have gone on to grow their property portfolios from strength to strength. And every Tuesdays and Thursdays, award-winning farmer Umbalinoko brings you the farming podcast on all things agriculture. And Mondays and Fridays, Chad takes us through the Home Shoppers Show. He always goes through incredible properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za. Well, those are the great shows that you can look forward to every single weekday at 8 p.m. So do make sure that you set those uh, appointments, set uh, you know those alarms on your phones and tune in to the team later on this evening. Now, tonight we're talking about something that I absolutely love. And I know it's such an uncomfortable you know, conversation. I was even saying it to my guest off air that it really is one of those things that we, we need to be more open about, particularly now. I think many of us know that it's National Wills Week. We're talking a lot lot about you know estate planning having a will in place and the importance of making sure that we get our financial uh, estate planning affairs in order so this evening we're going to be looking at the importance of having a will as a homeowner and i'm joined by adolf Fanny. Gerg, who's the head of business development, virtual distribution at APSA insurance and financial advisors adolf good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the show Zamantunkla, thank you very much. What an awesome experience and a privilege. Thank you very much. It's so great to have you, and especially talking, you know, about this issue uh, at off because we, as we know, it's national. You know, Will's Week, uh, you know, a, a lot of you know, law firms are, you know, have opened their doors to be able to draft you know, will, a lot of financial institutions as well, that you can draft your will, make sure that you have uh, your planning in place. But before we even look at you know, what goes into it and the importance of looking into it, let's first just look at you know, why it's so essential to have a will uh, and testament as a property owner. 
and and whether it's even a requirement because I think you know, some people think wait am I you know, am I legally supposed to have this thing or was it something that I I, I kind of choose but why is it such an important thing to have in place? Damantula, first, uh, I'm going to answer it in short and then I'm going to elaborate. So it's not compulsory. The law doesn't say that you must have a will, uh, firstly. And, and secondly, it is always beneficial to have a will. And on that, I will elaborate. Um, the sad thing is um, th there's not a law that says that when you buy property, when you own property, you must have a will in place. And if you ask my personal opinion, that's something we have to seriously consider in the future. But anyway, this is my personal opinion. So if you, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, um, it says that there's certain stages in a person's life and there's certain priorities. And the base foundation of Maslow says um, a person wants security and a person mm. wants to make sure that he's got a roof over his head. So if you think when you, when you watch the uh, certain programs on DSTV, and they go and drop this person off. He's got a place that he needs to build a shelter. So he needs a home. And then he needs food. And then he needs water. So in short, wh what happens is that the sad thing is what we've experienced in, in practical terms uh, in APSA is as soon as a, a breadwinner passes away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the example of a breadwinner because it's, it's predominantly the breadwinner or a primary breadwinner that that pays the, the bond, you know, to make sure his family or her family and her dependents is covered or does have a place to stay. So as soon as the person passes away, there's few questions that the family starts to ask. And they usually go to the place where the bond is situated. So if the bond is with APSA, they walk into the APSA branch and they say, listen, um, our dad passed away or our mother passed away. And we've got a few questions and we're concerned. So first, we don't know if there's a will. And, and the second thing is the answer is, we don't know if there was a will, what is stipulated in the will regarding the property. The third thing they want to know is, is if, there's, if it was stipulated that there is a will in the property, who will receive, who will be the new owner of that property? Uh, when will we... How long will we stay, be able to stay in the property if we are not the owners of the property? And one of the most important questions that they usually ask is, if there is a will in place, you know, and if we can still stay in the property and we are the heirs of, heirs of that uh, property, the beneficiaries, will, was there a bond in place? And if there is a bond in place, how will that bond be settled? And usually, Zamantunglag, they walk in and that's the primary questions they ask because they know very well mm. that they don't want to, you know, if, if you just look at this um, um, in layman's terms, if there's a, a mom and a, a, a husband and his, uh, and his wife and his two children and the husband passed away and the husband paid the property, the mom doesn't want to disturb the kids. They want to have the security of, yeah. we also always grew up in this property we, it, it's a safe environment. And the sad thing is if the will is not in place, especially if you've got a property and you, especially you've got certain dependence or financial dependence, that's a type of questions that pops up. And um, what we've experienced in APSA is many times if the will is in place, the relief of the, of, of the people that stays in the property goes like, 
oh, there is a will in place. Where's the will? We can see on our system in APSA that there is a will with us. Great. Can we have a copy of the will? Yes, you can have a copy of the will. And you can just see the relief of the people when, all they, when they answer all those questions and all those questions is, is for the benefit and there's no more questions. They, they are relieved mm -hmm. and they know it's just a process that must go. So it's critical, in my opinion, to have a will when you have a properly, property. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Adolf, I think one of the, the things is you've actually just broken down uh, some of the, the, the key considerations that a family would even have when we're talking about, you know, a will and, and what it mitigates for. Because in as much as we, you know, we don't want to think about the unfortunate time when our loved ones, you know, pass away, especially because you know, we think we've got time. Right. We're saying off air that one of the things that COVID has unfortunately meant for many people is there were so many deaths and so many back to back deaths. Um, and sometimes even in the same family, right, where we found that trying to wind up in a state or trying to make sense of what belongs to who or what or where things are, whether they're, you know, they're systems in place um, that speak to what should happen in the event that they pass away. We saw that a lot of that, uh, a lot of us are caught off guard because we simply do not have a will um, that speaks to what, what we want done with um, particularly our assets. And, and before we even look at you know, you know, some of the benefits, let's then look at what goes into, um, you know, a will, because I'm sure there are probably people who are like, okay, so what are some of the basics? Because I know one of the things, and I've shared this on the show before, uh, I'm a millennial, I started buying property at a very young age. And I think when I started buying property, I was in my 20s, and I was already advised, listen, you need to have a will in place. And, and there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, no, like I'm, I've already done this adulting thing of buying Paying, you know, multiple, you know, back-to-back -back property. I don't want to do it. Well, I'll, I'll live for a while. I don't, I don't really need to do that. And, and the reality is we just don't know, right? And I think there's a part of me that was slightly overwhelmed thinking, oh, God, I don't know what needs to be going into it. Uh, and so you kind of leave it and leave it and leave it. So when we then look at, you know, a, a well, what are some of the core things, uh, the very basics that uh, go into a well? Okay, so... So, of course, the, the first basic will be to make sure that the testator and the testatrix details is clear. Full names, ID number. Then, of course, who must inherit what? And if we say who must inherit what, the, 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 the more basic you keep the will, not to go into much complex detail, the better. Um, also... When we say we, it must be clear, you must inherit what you mustn't just say, Peter, my son. You must say, Peter van der Berg, ID number, etc., etc., must inherit this. So you must be very specific. The next thing is who you must state in the will, who do you appoint as executor? And I will come to that later. The next one is who do you appoint as trustees, especially if there's minors? involved. And if I say trustees, I will later get also to the fact that you want to mention the, the draft of a, or the startup of a, a testamentary trust when you pass away, but who will be the trustees of that testamentary trust? Um, the next one will be is very important. Who would you like to appoint guardians for your minors? And I always suggest that you, that you at least state 
I want to appoint this guardian for my children to be my, uh, uh, appoint a guardian for my children. And if this guardian is not um, willing or alive at that stage, the second option is this person. Mm-hmm. So that there's no disputes. And, and let's be honest, um, it sometimes can become quite a dispute who will be the guardians of the children. Um, then when you have now drafted the will, make sure you, it, it's just a recommendation, but make sure you draw, you sign the will in full on each page, not just a large page. Sign the, uh, the will in full on each page. The next one will be make clear that you make a statement that you revoke all previous wills. Um, uh-huh. The next one will be is make sure you get two witnesses. So let, let's just quickly park on the two witnesses. The two witnesses must be present when you sign the will with you. They must not be in a place where you sign the will in, for example, in Johannesburg, you put it in a courier service, you send it to Cape Town and the witnesses sign there. Then the challenge becomes is that the will can be a dispute and the validity of the will can, be, you know, can, be, can become a challenge. All right. The next one will be as amendments. Adolf, Ad, yes. Adolf, I, I want to interject before we move to, to you know, the, the next bit in terms of the, the basics. When you talk about the, the two witnesses, because I've, I've seen this one happen um, in the event where the two witnesses, do they need to not be beneficiaries in order for the world to be valid because I think yeah. one of the things that we see a lot is that uh, the two witnesses are often you know the beneficiary and you've bequeathed X amount uh, and so, and the other people that you've now given sort of a smaller portion are not there when they want to then contest your will they'll say well you were there you could have coerced this person especially I'm um, look I'm thinking now about you know our elderly parents they could easily say no both of you were there and we are all siblings we sort of why did mom and or dad not give us you know equal share why do you get to you know get a bigger piece of the pie so do the witnesses have to not be beneficiaries uh, just to make sure that if they want to contest the will um that's not uh, you know a premise that they use for contesting the will Zamantungla, I said to you earlier in the program, just before we started, I say you must become the, the specialist on this and I will become the presenter. But anyway, you've got the answer. Okay, the reality is yes. And, and, there's, a simple, and there's a simple answer behind this. So as soon as there's a possibility of conflict of interest, it becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. All right? So the short answer is do not, when the witnesses sign as a witness, they cannot benefit from that estate. They cannot benefit from the estate. So otherwise it will be a dispute. So just make it keep so it simple. So that's a big tip for many. Yeah. So that yes. I think I think, you know, Adolf, that's actually a very big tip for our viewers at home because I think w- with some it it gets done and not from even a malicious perspective, right? Because you're mm. thinking if mm. we're doing it at home, or let's say you accompanied your parent to wherever it was being done, and then they are suddenly, you know, a witness and they didn't think that, oh, actually, this would be an area of consultation. So to viewers at home, make sure that you don't sign as a witness if you know that you're, you've been included in the will as one of the beneficiaries, just so you know, things uh, don't get too hectic. Uh, 
um, further down the line. Um, you know, Adolf, I can already tell you, you and I are going to run out of time, uh, meaning that I need to bring you back. I can already, because I can see the questions are coming in. I have to go for a quick break. And we're still looking at some of the core important things um, in a will. I wanted to go for a quick break. I see your questions and comments on Facebook as well as on Instagram. We're going to get to them in a moment. I want us to see who the potential lucky winner uh, this evening. I think the, the cash money standing at 2,500 rands. Let's see who is going to walk away with that cash. And this evening's potential lucky winner of the 2,500 rands is Hashiso E.L. Uh, Hashiso E.L., that's their name on Facebook. So if you're watching us this evening, drop us a message down here below to claim that money. I know many of you at, at home are watching and have been, you know, saying you absolutely want uh, to be able to win some of this cash. So if you are watching us this evening, do drop us a text down here below. Some of you are watching on our Facebook page some of the people who are watching us this evening. I want to take some of the questions and comments that we've already gotten in. I'm already booking Adolf for next week. We're going to have a part two because I can see him and I going to run out of time. And so many of you are sending in really great questions uh, when it comes to this topic this evening. We're looking at the importance of having a will as a homeowner. And of course, I'm in a conversation with Adolf Fanigar, who's the head of business development for virtual distribution at APSA Insurance and Financial Advisors. A really great question coming through here. And it's probably half jumping the gun, but I wanted to address it. It's coming through from our um, Instagram viewer, one of our Instagram viewers, Ukumakash. Uh, asking do insurance uh, does insurance settle outstanding bond payment of the deceased uh, and I, I like this question because we know that uh, there'll be, be life insurance and then there's insurance insurance I think we can just break that up a bit because especially because they use the word insurance and I know that often when we say insurance we use we, mean the household content insurance uh, as opposed to for example either bond cover or the life cover Okay, so I'm going to try to be brief. So you've got short-term insurance for your building and your, your house contents. And usually the short-term insurance piece only pays out for you. You can claim when there's, you know, for example, a fire damage, et cetera, or flooding damage. But I think the, the, the insurance uh, that the speaker refers to is more at, at death. So if I'm correct, I'm on Tungla, so I'm going to focus on that part. Mm. So, yes. You've got two types of life insurance. You must always understand that you get, you get fully underwritten life insurance and you get credit life insurance. And always when um, a person goes to a bank or to an advisor and he, and he starts discussing his financial needs analysis, which, should, which is a different topic on its own, um, the advisor that gives the advice or the, the person that, that onboards the customer to that product must make it clear if it's a credit life policy or a fully underwritten. The other thing that's important is it doesn't, it's not the bank's responsibility and they cannot never force a person 
in, in my opinion, to take out uh, life insurance on a certain property. And this is my experience. Uh, we can always suggest or recommend that life insurance must be in place. But this is the, this is the catch, Zamantunga. So let's say the bond is a million bucks and you take out life cover for the million and you pass away. You will maybe be able to settle the bond, but what you will not be able to settle is all the other fees that's related to winding up the estate. And there can be possibility, capital gains tax. There's a possibility for estate deed. Mm -hmm. There's a pos possibility for conveyancing fees, et cetera, et cetera. The other thing that's important mm -hmm. is now, now just picture this, the bond is settled. The rights and taxes keep on coming in. You must pay rights and taxes. You must pay water. You must pay electricity. You must pay food. You must pay medical bills, etc. So when a person engages with an advisor about life insurance, do not just focus to settle the bond. Also look at the other fees related to winding up the estate and look at giving the heirs a lump sum that they can live off for, for living expenses wise. So it's absolutely critical to have life insurance in place. And then I didn't even touch on disability. Many people get an illness or they go through an accident they, they still live, they with their family, but they cannot work. And now the bond repayment must still happen. So that's why you must look at, at a product called income protection and lump sum disability. And the difference quickly for between those two is that income protection makes sure that you get a living, that you get an income on a monthly basis to settle your, your living expenses. And maybe you want to still, you want to pay your, your bond installment. And the lump sum disability, if you do it in conjunction, the aim is that the lump sum disability pays out, it settles the bond, and the rest of the income protection pays for your living expenses. I don't know if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, Adolf. We're going to go to more of the questions and comments from our viewers at home. Uh, Menzi Butelezi on Facebook saying, this topic is very close to my heart. It takes me back to when extended family fought for me, uh, fought for what my cousin left me. And uh, Seleni Pillay giving a, a tip there to a lot of the, the family members uh, on Facebook saying, guys, you know what? Moving forward, we must not call or tag the winners because come to think about it, it's only fair if they join every night, just like you all do. It's not only about winning, it's about learning and being part of this awesome family. And I absolutely love that. So I see there's some people who tag the winner uh, i know that there's some who are you know who know each other so if you hear your friend's name you you know you tag them but i, I like this one because we we want to all be watching live and of course if you're you know, you're watching then you're able to claim in real time so really love that from salani pile and congratulations uh for um i know that the team hasn't let me know yet if they have indeed uh claimed oh i see my colleague has actually just said that the winner has in fact claimed so congratulations there to Khaliso Al, who is walking away with that 2500 rands this evening and this is of course for that daily competition that we are running and all you have to do at home to send a chance of walking away with cash every single evening is to comment on the post that we have uh, placed on our Facebook page. It's a pinned post. And you also have to be watching live as you've heard from Silani Pillay. And of course, uh, you know, drop us a message if we call your name before the end of the show and you'll be able to claim the prize money. It's that simple. Every weekday, it's 500 rands. Uh, and 
And of course, because Khalifa has claimed the money, we are going back to 500 rands tomorrow evening. So 500 rands will be in the money bag and we'll see who will walk away with that cash prize tomorrow. Well, this evening, we are talking about all things uh, wills and testament, especially as a homeowner. I'm in conversation with Adolf Fanikar, who's the head of business development uh, for virtual distribution at Apps insurance and financial advisors. I'm already booking him for next week. We're going to have a part two for this because there's quite a bit that him and I said we wanted to get through and we haven't quite gotten through uh, some of it. Uh, you know, Adolf, you are still answering some of the key things that must be included in a will. And, and I think these are the things that we always need to bear in mind because sometimes somebody, you know, you'll watch the show and think, okay, I need to have a will in place. They'll want to start writing something and, you know, thinking that alone is sufficient. And, and then, of course, you know, people go and contest your will. So we want to make sure that we get the fundamentals right um, as much as possible. I think we were... You know, Talking, we're just finished talking about the witnesses. So the big tip, of course, is make sure that uh, you have two witnesses and none of those two witnesses should be beneficiaries uh, in any way. And, and then, of course, then uh, Adolf, you're then going through what are some of the other key um, components that are in a will. Okay, so uh, very important. If you did draft a will and later you want to make some amendments, um, you must always sign on the page where you made amendments and the witness must sign with you. But my suggestion usually is this. when you want to make amendments, rather just draft the will from scratch and revoke the previous one so that there's not a dispute that, that, you, that you draw through this line or this paragraph or, you know, you know, et cetera. So I usually, when we speak to our customers and the customer says they want to make amendments, we just retrieve the existing will. We quickly draft the will from scratch we make the amendments, we send it to the customer, and there's no you know, scratching out. So just a very important point. Um, another one is make sure you destroy all your previous wills. They, even, even if you revoke your previous will, there must not be a possibility or a chance that people can get a copy of the previous will. Because the sad thing is that when people get the original will in, your, you know, in, in, in a safe place in your home, and they see that they are not the beneficiary, and they see there's old will, they sometimes destroy the most recent one, and then there's no proof. So just make sure that you not just revoke the previous will, that you destroy it. Um, the other important thing is on your will, make it clear who will receive the residue of the estate. So for example, you say that this property goes to this person, and this car goes to this person. Whatever is left in the estate, we call it residue. You must make clear you must receive the residue and how must it be divided up. And safe custody. Remember that when, when a will is submitted and it goes to the master's high court, they look for the original will, not the copy. So make sure the original will is in safe custody. And again, what's great with APSA Trust, I mean, we ask um, the fee is 115 rand a year. So it's just, just above 10 bucks a month that we ask to keep the safe custody. And if there's a dispute or if there's a request, you can always revert to the safe, you know, the original will in safe custody, but make sure your will is in safe custody. And last thing, Zaman Tungla, inform your family and friends where the will is. You know, where, where is it in safe custody? Mm -hmm. So for example, my, my parents know exactly where our will is. My, me and my wife is married in community of property. I mean, we married now almost for 20 years, and that was the way then. But the bottom line is, 
make sure that your parents and, and your friends know where your original was. So there's no need for a run around. That's just a few basic tips. Mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, Adolf, we've run out of time and, and, and I already said there's still quite a bit that I want us to, to get through because this was almost the, this is the introductory bit that we need to be very clear about. And of course we can't, you know, skip through that. Uh, I mean, already one of the big things that I know many of us are seeing that, listen, if, if we are going to be doing well, as much as you may have that conversation with your family and perhaps you're even drafting it as, as a family, don't have family members, then be a witness. Because I think in, in, in a cordial household, you wouldn't think twice about it. But as we're saying, you know, those are, are loopholes for when somebody wants to then contest a will. I want us to to wrap our conversation uh, here this evening. We're going to bring you back next week. I'm, I'm already just hijacking you uh, because we still need to be you know, looking at, of course, the the um, the ramifications when you're a homeowner and when you're assigning, you know, what what goes to who and how. I mean, one of the key things that you had even outlined for us earlier was is that you want to make the will as basic as possible. Uh, I've seen some people, I mean, a friend of mine used to say when we were having this conversation that you also don't want to be, you know, ruling from the grave uh, and, and be very pedantic about what gets done with, you know, each property. We know some people uh, you know, tend to do that with their wills and, and almost want to control their children uh, while they've passed on. And, and I want us to, to address when we, when we come back next week, you know, that issue of the insurance policies, because I know that we answered you know, the, the quick question around it, but really then looking at the insurance policies when it comes to a will, because there are sometimes, let's say, for example, even certain covers that you may take as an individual that in the event where you die, they'll be able to pay out, you know, to your beneficiaries. It, is that something you should that you should be including in a world that I've got X, you know, life covers? These are their amounts. You know, these are the beneficiaries. These are the percentages there. Uh, just so everything is in one place and you don't have to, you know, struggle. Because I think one of the, the the realities that we've also seen is sometimes people will only find two policies from their parents, and yet the parents actually had five policies. So when you have the will and everything is at least in one place, it, it makes things easier. So that's some of what I want us to look at uh, you know, next week when you come back, because I'm, I'm already hijacking you. But be, before I let you go, you know, any final tips for our viewers at home who've watched this evening and, of course, are already anticipating um, us having you back next week when it comes to in starting the conversation with family because i think that's that's actually the, the the tricky one right whether you're a couple and perhaps you don't have a will you haven't you know you haven't done what you and your wife have done where everybody knows your wife knows this is how things are your parents knows how do we start broaching that conversation it's wills week uh, so it's at the very least at least out there we're seeing it being covered um in news where do we start that conversation with our family members when we want to now take that active step of putting a will in place? So it's just starting with a question. Let's be honest. Um, it, is a, it is a very sensitive topic. And um, I know in certain areas of life, you know, people think that when you start to talk about a will and life insurance, you know, people go like, you know, why are you talking like this? What are you planning? You know, are we, do you know something that we don't know? The reality is, there's, there's two guarantees in life. is that we will unfortunately pass away at one stage and we will pay taxes. So the, the sooner you, you, you talk about this, and remember the other thing is what, what, what I always 
if I really love, if I, if I really love my dependence and my hairs that, that lives with me in my house, I don't want them to run around and think. Because remember, as soon as, and Zamantunga, I don't want to go into too much detail, but we, we unfortunately lost our son approximately five and a half years ago. And we went through the trauma of uh, burial and the funeral and all the plans. And remember, the dust only settles approximately two, three weeks after this. Mm. But the person, is, the, the family is still in, in, in trauma. And then they must now start with the financials. If the financials mm. will, the estate planning, the financial needs analysis has been done and in place, they don't have to run around. There's peace of mind. And this is what I want to leave the viewers with. Mm. No, Adolf, you know, condolences to you and your wife and your family. I, I know, you know, losing a child especially is so difficult for, you know, for families. I think more often than not, parents often, you know, you grow old and your kids will be the ones who, who bury you. So, uh, you know, condolences to, to both of you. And thank you for, for sharing that uh, with us at home. And it's, it's so true. I think oftentimes, you know, death happens and uh, once people have left you and the family, you, you have to now deal with the reality of, of your grief and, and then the added, you know, admin of having to sort out an estate. And I think it becomes, you know, particularly difficult uh, when, as you were saying earlier in our conversation, when it's in a breadwinner. So it, it isn't even just about, you know, winding down an estate but there are you know financial implications if it's not attended to because they you know there's housing sometimes there's school fees and all sorts of other uh, responsibilities that that loved one was taking care of uh, so i think next week that's some of what we're going to be you know, looking at uh, especially because we don't want to have to be dealing with uh, the the admin of you know processing a loved one's death while we don't have uh, you know, things like a will in place and you've communicated with somebody. Because I think that's at least the one thing uh, you can be rest assured that if, you know, when I pass away, my family doesn't have to think about that, right? They'll, they'll go to the lawyers, they'll go to the bank, but they, for the most part, all of that has now been catered for. Adolf, I'm going to leave it here this evening. I'm, I've already uh, you know, hijacked you for next week because we certainly need a part two for the rest of our conversation when it comes comes to this one and i want to find out from you at home you know if if firstly if you have a will in place if you don't why do you not have a will in place i want to find out from you uh, we're going to have part two of this conversation next week so do watch out for that and it was such a pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for joining us thanks i'm on and to the viewers good night enjoy carpe diem and that is Adolf. And that is Adolf Fanigark, who is the Head of Business Development at Virtual Distribution at APSA Insurance and Financial Advisors. Wrapping up the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandungwa Kumalu. Well, I'll be off. We're having a continuation of this conversation, a part two next week. Uh, I've already hijacked Adolf very gracefully. Uh, and of course, do keep those comments coming down here below. Do you have a will in place? If you don't, why don't you? Uh, and have you already started talking to your family about you know, the importance of having a will? Do they know where your will is? I think some of what we've already been discussing 
with Adolf. I want to find out from you at home. Let's keep that camp conversation going on our Facebook page. Well, I'm off. You could, of course, look forward to the first time home buyers show with SC Klassen at 8 p.m. I'll be back on your screens on Friday. Of course, tomorrow it's that property law and development lecture that I'm attending. So on Friday, I'll be back on your screens at 7 p.m. But of course, do join in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe. Thank you.